folks, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Lazy Train Podcast. As always, my name is Clyde. I'm here with our engineer extraordinaire, Ruben. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming back. Pleasure for another show. Yes, Ruben, that sounded so natural. It didn't even sound rehearsed at all. But for you, this is a special episode. You know, over the course of the history of the podcast, we've had folks come on and mostly musicians and artists, depending on what they wanted to call themselves today. Today, we have a treat. I'll give you a little bit of background. I don't know if any of you folks know Hardy. Yes, he's a country musician. Yes, he's badass. Yes, you should listen to him. But anyway, I was listening to the Hardy's Stay in the Truck. It's a uh, what's that? He's it's a duet. You can check it out yourself, and we'll get into it in just a moment. But anyway, I stumbled upon a um, a, a video where our guest was talking about that particular song. I was like, "Hmm, I like this guy." Then I looked at his his, his profile on his YouTube channel. I was like. Pfft. That guy's us. That guy is Austin Collins. Austin, say hello. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me, Clyde. Appreciate it. Not a problem, buddy. Um, and in these things, he said that he used to like country. And that's kind of in, in that video he mentioned. And and that's what got me thinking. It's like, hey, you know, I, it, people have different tastes. And, and, and we here at the Lazy Train, one of the things that we say all the time is there's no such thing. We try to stay away from all that shit music or that music sucks ass or to you maybe. And we try to stay away. And I taught my children that we have a saying here, never make excuses for the music you listen to or the people you love. Country falls into that for me. Um, you said you used to listen to country. What did you, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself as, a, as, as, as you are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, my name is Austin Collins. Um, I currently do YouTube as a little side hobby. Um, I'm a Navy veteran. I grew up out in Washington state, then joined the Navy, moved around a little bit. Now I'm in Florida. Uh, but yeah, I like to, uh, make content around metal music, you know, metal covers, uh, metal reactions. I also like to make content around gaming, any type of gaming. I just game all the time. That's what I love to do. Um, and then I recently got into reacting to country music. Um, like he, uh, like Clyde mentioned, I, um, used to listen to country music growing up. That was pretty much all I listened to grew up in a very traditional, you know, conservative country household. Um, that's all I would listen to. Um, but after I left home from the Navy, I started to listen to more metal, um, started to learn more about it, learn more about uh, what goes into metal music, started to get into the lyrics and, you know, the um, the emotion behind it. And I just related a lot more to it. So I kind of, you know, just completely stopped listening to country music and, you know, it was head over heels for metal music. And I have been ever since. But wanted to revisit it. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Who did you listen to? Uh, and that's how my country, cause I grew up in Georgia. Yeah. In the, in the, obviously I'm slightly older than you. There wasn't a whole lot of options. I mean, I grew up listening to what my parents listened to on the radio, which was country. Right. Um, what did you listen to? Who was the ones that you primarily remember listening to? Country. Oh, man. I, yeah. So being that I was born in 96, really listened to a lot of, you know, late 90s, early 2000s country, which if you ask me, that's like 
the golden age of country music. You know, that might be controversial, but I really, really do think that was a good time for it. Um, so a lot of uh, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Shania Twain, Toby Keith, you know, anybody and everybody, you know, Kenny Chesney, you, you know, you know, you name it. I probably listened to a lot of it. I, I really do think that oh, was yeah. like the best era. And for those guys music. were the kings of their time. Absolutely. I mean, that's some good music right there. Yes, and, it is. And I started listening. Oh, I, I listened to it. And then I was, when I was in the army uh, and a lot of the guys I hung out with, uh, was to go hunting with and fishing with, they were huge in the country. So we started listening to a lot more country and it was listening to Travis Tritt and Alan oh, Jackson yeah. and, mm-hmm. and Garth Brooks mm-hmm. and, and, and all those guys. And, mm-hmm. and I still listen. I mean, I still have a collection and I still listen to a whole lot of that stuff. And I still like that stuff. And I listened to, well, Hardy, you know, 20 years ago, that guy wouldn't have been country. No, no, he definitely not have. at all. And there's a lot of country now that would not have been country if it, as it was back in the day. Well, and specifically, I was definitely in my time, I was born in 66. So, you know, when I was noticing these things, 76 into the early, early 80s, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be country. It would be pop or it would be, right. you know, rock. Or if You could push a lot of that stuff to the edge of rock. But that's the, the the we'll we'll talk about that song a little bit more but what what when you first started listening to metal what was that was there an album or a song that you went oh shit that's right that's so, what i like yeah so i'll i'll start with when i first started listening to what really um brought me into it i think i was in i was in middle school um and a lot of the friends I was hanging out and by the time I was in middle school was that, you know, late two thousands, you know, scene edgy emo type phase that kind of like blew up for a while. Um, so big bands I listened to were job for a cowboy and devil wears Prada. Um, that's what really got me into it. But admittedly, I didn't, I didn't stick to it for a long time. Um, I was still listening to country, you know, predominantly, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe I would listen to some like alternative type stuff or pop punk, of course, like Fall Out Boy, you know, Green Day, you know, Blink-182, what have you, you know, the big, you know, pop punk bands back then. Um, but what really brought me back into metal was um, after I joined the Navy, uh, I was hanging out with some friends and we went into some shop um, and I heard on the radio that they were playing the Blank Space cover by I Prevail, funny enough blank space by taylor swift yes and i heard that and i was like oh my god like this is so good this is amazing (laughs) so i started listening to i prevail and then you know i was dealing you know not long after that i was dealing with some drama some bullshit i guess you could say and you know i was really down the dumps was not feeling very good and i started listening some more i prevail and like found how relatable it was and it, it you know one thing i love about metal is how especially like that kind of metal is it makes you feel not alone i suppose when you're like really down the dumps it gives you an escape in a way and lets you know that you know you're not alone in having these feelings or these emotions you're not the only one and so it was really relatable and ever since then i just been head over heels for it i just stuck to it i prevail I, I, you said I prevail and I've seen them in concert and they put on such a good show. Oh, and I, unbelievable. Yeah. I, they've been around since like 2015 or 2016. Scars is one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yes. Scars. 
and songs stuck in your head, I think are two that, mm-hmm. it, and the scars particularly is just such a good song. And you say that about metal. And I think a lot of people who don't listen to metal, it automatically gets a bad, you know, Oh, devil worshiping. And yeah, you know, yeah. all these, all these yeah, things yeah. that so many people don't have a and clue about right yeah you know and that's the yeah i think if people like looked beyond the screaming and the aggressive music and they actually dug into it more maybe learned a little bit more about you know the bands and people in that community they learned that they would learn that it's not it's not what they think it is by any means if if i have to like be honest you know i've been to so many metal shows now and obviously growing up listening to country i went to a lot of country shows and I still, to this day, believe that, you know, uh, metalheads, people that go to metal shows are the nicest people you will ever meet. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah we, I was going to say that. Yeah. We say. Some of the nicest people I know with metal, they, dude, yeah. I've never would have expected that going into metal. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody does. Some of my friends does. are big metalheads, but they're some of the nicest people. Well, they get their aggressions out on the in the pit. I mean, you exactly. Know. And even then it's like some of the nicest people. I remember yeah. being in the pit one day and I think I bonked heads with a dude and we both were like, Hey man, are you okay? And yeah. It's like, all right, yeah. cool. You're good. All right. And then we push each other again, but you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is how it is. As long as you're not bleeding, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in, we've all, we, we say this a lot that, that, that metal is an umbrella that anybody yes. can get into. And I've been to a lot of shows, but particularly here in the Metroplex, because we have a show, it's called BFD and it's mm-hmm. like seven or eight bands. It's all day long. And it's oh always, you know, and it's real, I've seen the, the more people than I can care to remember. I've seen five finger death punch and shine down. And I mean, awesome. just tons of bands that I can't, you know, but what I notice about that. And, and I, I specifically noticed this, my oldest son went me to see Megadeth. Oh, man. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, Cannibal Corpse, oh. um, uh, Trivium, Lamb of God, and oh, Megadeth. Jeez, it was what a really ridiculously good show. Yeah, yeah. Oh nice. my god! I mean, anytime you've got, I love Trivium. I've and and I have grown to love Lamb of God. I like yes. their music, but I wasn't a just. I mean, you know, it just didn't. Okay, yeah, Lamb of God, good show. But I've seen them. They were they were touring with Slayer the uh-huh. last couple of years, and I went to two Slayer shows, and they were opening. They were the last act prior to Slayer, and it's like, damn, these guys are pretty good. Yeah, you know. But yeah. what I was trying, sorry, I, again, we off track. No, but you're fine. You're sitting there watching. The, we and him were in that show, and you're seeing there's four or five guys with khakis and dress shirts on who like they had just come to work. There's some 75, 80 year old dude with his leathers that he's been wearing to every metal show since, you know, Sabbath, probably. Yeah. right. And, you yeah. know, and, and you see a mom and pop with their granddaughter or their really late born daughter. But I mean, you see everybody in there. There's nobody threatening anyone. Yeah. Everybody's looking to it. I mean, the only thing that you really complain about now at a show is there's too many phones in the way for me to see a show. Right. But besides the fact, I mean, it's just everybody's there having a good time. Jump up and down, bust your head open, shaking it and doing all that. And, and, and my, I have a really good friend of mine who I worked with my last, my last job. Her husband was a police officer who does security at 
or used to do security before he retired at, at um, Jerry World, AT&T Stadium. And he said there was more incidents where cops were involved in country shows than there was heavy metal. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard that before, that there's always way more incidents and way more issues at country shows. And I 1,000% believe that. Back in uh, 2014, before I left for the Navy, I went to this big country, like three-day country music festival out there in Washington called uh, Watershed. Mm -hmm. And I got to be honest, I, that was got to be like the worst three days of my life. <laughs> it was oh, yeah. so bad. Like, oh. I loved seeing some of the artists, you know, like Tim McGraw Jake Owen, Joe Diffie, you know, you know, there was obviously a lot of big names there, but the, the people that were there were just honestly awful to be around. And I, I feel like it has something to do with, you know, the culture of, you know, country music. Obviously, everyone is drinking and having a good time, of course, but you know, for some reason, a lot of these folks that go to these shows get aggressive and it may be like, this is just a theory of mine. It may be because of the, the, the mood of the music, right? Cause I mean, country music is, it's for the most part, relaxing, you know, just a good time. It's happy and uplifting. So when you're in a pit with a bunch of other people and they're bumping into you and you know, you, there's drinks flowing, of course, people get real mad and irritated. There was so many fights. But like when you're at a metal show because of the aggressive music and the style it is and it's still everyone is so nice. But I, I feel like because of that emotion and mood of the show, it makes it almost more acceptable or OK to be bumping into people shoulder to shoulder. You, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's I got just you. A, I got you. Yeah, perception and, that I've had. You know? How can you get angry at a Joe Diffie show? Right, I mean, that dude was dude hilarious. Made, <laughs> right, prop me up beside a jukebox when I die. Get the hell out of here, <laughs> you son of a bitch! I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. Oh, I'll man. never forget Joe. If I remember, some oh, girl man. got on some dude's shoulders, and of course, you know, flashed him. And he was like, "Oh man, I haven't seen a pair of those in a while." I was like, "Oh my god, Joe!" <laughs> Come on, Joe. Yeah, you know, he he, uh, COVID got Joe Diffie. Yeah. He, he died in 2020. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. That was a, oh. he had some good stuff. Oh man. Yep. And, I, and, and and there's a few, I mean, we were talking about, well, we talked about Hardy a little bit, uh -huh. but you know, and we'll, we can kind of go back and into the folks of you who don't know, Hardy wrote a song, wait in the truck. And, um, I actually, I bought that vinyl that's off of the Mockingbird and the crow. I'm a huge oh, vinyl. I love that vinyl. He's got, he's got left a lot more songs on there than just that one, but that one in I'll particular that one. Yeah. It is really good. Um, he's, he's a contemporary of Morgan Wallen and I like Morgan as a songwriter and as a singer too. And I really appreciate folks who can do both who yes. can write and sing their own song. Cause yes. I don't have that kind of talent at all. And then when I see people who can do that, I'm even doubly impressed. Right. But, right. um, it, it, we're we're telling you folks now at, at this portion of the podcast go ahead and pause it i don't do this very often but i'm telling you now pause it go to wait in the truck on vivo or youtube or whatever and listen to the the version with laney wilson in it it's called wait in the truck we're gonna go ahead and talk because you can pause it we're not gonna wait for you to get finished three and a half minutes later so I'm assuming that you've paused it and you're back. Now tell me if that's not one of the best, that's, that's a good song. And he yes. did it really well. I read, they were talking about the controversy of the song. Uh -huh. And then I had to do some digging. Apparently 
people aren't willing to suspend their disbelief long enough to understand. And they were discussing the fact that this guy went to prison over someone he just met. And I get that. Yeah, I do. But it's a song. Right. It's supposed and, to be dramatics, theatrical. You can only you can only tell so much of a story in yeah. you know x amount of time. Well, well, this one guy said the line of something like, "He goes, it would have been better if he'd have just kept driving." I said, "Well, that would have <laughs> to myself. I thought, well, that would have been a shitty, shitty song, right? You know, <laughs> the song would be over so fast. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, wait in the truck while I get Slim Jims. I mean, that's not right. the same thing. Yeah." So what made you react? What, what was the, what was it about that song that, that made you do that? Oh man. What, what was it? Um, so I was, you know, looking into some of the popular country music that, you know, has been playing right now. And I think somebody mentioned to me about Hardy and how he's kind of this rock country artist. And so typically when I go into my reactions, I, I really do honestly listen to these songs for the first time in those videos. I feel like a lot of people may be BSing listening to these songs. Like yeah. they probably listened to it before, but I truly do try to have an honest initial reaction to these songs. And so I went into this only knowing that he's a big country artist right now that dabbles in a little bit of rock. That's all I knew. Um, but yeah, I saw that this was one of his popular ones. I was like, okay, well let's, let's check this one out. You know, I had no idea the story behind this song and how, mm -hmm. you know, dark and deep it goes. And like day to day, I still get comments all the time about these little things that he says in the songs or in that song that I had no clue, all these references and all these analogies and stuff, which I love to see in lyric, yeah. you know, lyric writing for songs. And so, yeah, that that's how I came across that one. Mm -hmm. And and there's a there's a he, he, she, Lainey Wilson's part. She references the judge underneath his seat. Yes, and yes. I love that because you have to watch the video to know he's referencing the, the judge, revolver. the pistol, the revolver. Not a, it, well, I, technically, I guess it was double the meaning because he was the judge and jury, and the judge just happened to be underneath the seat, which happened to be a judge pistol. And that's the kind of stuff that just it's like ah, oh, that's right. So yeah, I was when I when I found that out, I was like almost upset with myself that that blew over my head because I I I love the judge revolver. I've shot that yeah. thing. I think that thing's great. <laughs> I did not catch yeah. the reference. It's like oh man, <laughs> a baby hand cannon. You're right. Yeah, I love that thing. <laughs> have you have you listened to that one yet, Ruben? Did you, I didn't, no, I didn't I give you homework. Yeah. Okay. I didn't give you homework. So yeah. it's perfectly fine. Um, when you get, when you get through this podcast, you gotta listen to it, man. It's, yeah, it's really good. It, it, it's really good. And there's a whole lot of, there's, I mean, you know, you have to watch the video, but this is one of those songs that if you listen to it, yet the video enhances it. Cause it tells you what the hell's going on. Sometimes you watch a song and, and mm -hmm. I'm telling you, who's really good at it. And that's five finger death punch they can write a song and they sing it. But when you watch the video, it, it gives you another level or another. This is one of those. It's kind of, you can listen to the song, the video helps, but you don't really need it. It helps mm -hmm. tremendously when you see her standing in the road and all that other stuff. And, but yeah, it's, it, you got to catch it. And, 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 and I, you know what folks, I'm going to do something different too. I'm going to go ahead and pause and let you listen to another, another hearty song. Take your pick. And you're back. Listen, good artist. Yeah, we're heavy metal podcast, but we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Um, who do you listen to now? When you listen to hard rock, when you listen to metal, who is your who is your go to artist, or who's your 
yeah um i i mean i definitely jump around a lot but lately i've really been into uh sleep token i don't know if you've heard Mm -hmm. sleep token yet unbelievable um they're kind of blowing up the scene right now uh day seeker they're kind of more of a like alternative alternative pop type of band with like a little bit of uh metal in there Mm -hmm. um Oh man, I always go back to "Of Mice and Men." Of course, I prevail. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sleep Token's British band, aren't they? Is that yes. is that right? Okay, yeah, they're yeah, British. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I knew. I they, yeah, I knew. I heard them. You said that, and I'm like, man, minute, that sounds familiar. And I had to go back in my brain housing group. Yeah, they're a really interesting band. Um, because in their latest album, they, I guess, experiment. It's a very experimental type mm-hmm. metal band and they experiment with so many different genres like woven into one um one of their biggest ones uh the summoning um i guess it starts out kind of i guess kind of generic rock alternative type vibe and then there, it gets heavy you know with a little bit of screaming and then it starts to get into this kind of housey edm type beats and at at the end it turns jazzy it turns into like jazz and i'm like oh my god like i'm all over the place right now but this is awesome the way they interweave all of it was so good and i haven't seen anybody else do something like that and i I think it's fantastic see that's that's good that that and and i am guilty and i say it all the time on this podcast and in person i'm guilty of listening to the same stuff all the time oh yeah the good thing about being friends with with brady who's not here He's he's here, but not here. He's not here with us. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> he he'll send me stuff like, "Hey, have you heard of these guys?" And I'll uh-huh. oh shit, add them to the list. Add yeah. them to the list. And it's not that I'm afraid of listening to stuff. I just like the stuff that I like. I mean, you know, um, I'm I, I, I. It's crazy that now we have a term granddad metal. Right. But we, yeah. but we do. We have a term granddad metal, and that's because we have. The, the grandfathers of heavy metal, <laughs> right? The guys I mean, who started like, it are grandfathers. If you really think now. about like the progression of metal music, you know, it, you know, you started out with the, those big guys, you know, Black Sabbath and, mm. you know, Iron Maiden. And, uh, you know, then we get into, you know, Metallica and, you know, Gosh, a lot of these man. big metal bands, right? And it was just, it was just heavy metal. That's what it was. And it was like that, that style for the longest time until, you know, I'd say maybe the late nineties, early two thousands that really started to take a turn and they started to branch out into all these other like little sub genres. So for like Mm -hmm. 30, 40, 50 years, it was very, you know, it didn't vary a whole lot. So it's, it's, we're in this very interesting time where there's all these like experimental type of metal genres, you know, and it, it really, there is, I, I honestly think there's metal for everybody. There really no, is. I think no, there's without, metal, a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. While before yeah. it might not have been the case, you know? Well, yeah. I, I look at the difference, look at the gap between Sabbath and we'll just, and Metallica and, and yeah. the big four, look at the gap between those bands. Right. And, and that's just as big of a gap. Is there for, for someone like, well, Metallica and you, you pick any band that you listen to now. Right. You know, so, and, 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 and I think that's what makes to me, what makes metal my but that's why I chose that as you say I chose that as my genre but you do you choose your the music that yeah. you listen to 
mm-hmm. is because I can listen to some Arch Enemy, uh-huh. listen to that, and then jump over to some Slayer, and then maybe you know sling over to some Iron Maiden, and then jump into some In Flames. I mean, just I mean, you can change, go from one extreme to the other, and it's you know, somehow amazingly it falls under the same bucket. Yes. And let yeah. me kill mm-hmm. Mr. Said it's all rock. Yeah. He said, all of this is rock. He said someone somewhere else decided it was, was going to be heavy metal and he wasn't wrong. And I like me some, I like me some, let me kill Mr. Some motorhead. Yeah. yeah. Um, now you also this, you're, you're what we call a slash here. YouTuber mm-hmm. slash, metal dude slash you also game what 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 is your are you a are you a console guy are you a pc guy pc for sure i love pc nice. gaming. i spend probably way <laughs> suck too it much ruben doing that. <laughs> oh man <laughs> the way to go i need to get one myself yeah well you know yeah, i know a guy you who PC, builds you don't go back yeah, you know there, yeah i know a guy who can build <laughs> you a pc buddy you just buy the stuff and come over here we have that bad boy humming in about 30 minutes Boom. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah, that and I'm that way. I have an Xbox and I have a PlayStation, but I suck at the controllers. So I get my ass handed to me by eleven year olds all day long. <laughs> yeah. Including my grandchildren. My grandchildren, my oldest grandson schooled me in Fortnite so bad I took the game oh off God. of the machine. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, wow. it, it's it's forbidden. No Fortnite will ever be installed on any of my on any of my consoles or my PC. Fuck yeah, I game. can't do it. I'm just yep. I, I, I can't do the console. What games do you play on your PC? What What is your... Um, oh, man, I'm jumping all current. over the place. Um, I've been playing a lot of League of Legends. Um, I love FPSs, so, of course, you know, Call of Duty, Valorant. Um, I recently picked up a game, Six Days in Fallujah. That's been a lot of fun. Um, geez, yeah, I, I'm, I definitely have ADHD when it comes to... Or ADD, I suppose, when it comes to gaming. Like, I'll play one game for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh, I want to play something else. And so I'm just yeah, I get that. always I get hopping that. around. Yeah. yeah, I do that. And, uh, Ruben, uh, a new you, game will come back in. Oh, what's up? You're, you're, uh, you, you've you got a um, VR, right? You do a VR setup? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Oculus? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, the VR is fine. It's legit. as well. Mm-hmm. Lots mm-hmm. of fun. And just the way they're going with it, it's just with what they can do now, just imagine in like five, ten years. Oh, yeah. It's going to be pretty legit. Oh, yeah. Well, like, like I, uh, what's I just that got movie? the quest, and it's going to be obsolete here in like mm-hmm. a year, probably. <laughs> well, have you, have yeah. you seen uh, Ready Player One? Oh, that yeah. Movie? Yeah, that, yeah that, everybody's in VR all the time. Their entire life is in VR. I really wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we go that direction in the next, you know, 25 years I think years that's one that so. they want to get to eventually. Yeah. 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 The guys that work are playing Diablo 4. Oh, yeah, that too. Diablo 4 is uh-huh. a lot of fun. Yeah, I, admit, I liked one, and mm-hmm. I was okay with two. And I bought three. I wasn't happy with three. Yeah, I heard a lot of people didn't like three. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. It took a, now. Granted, it was a little bit different because you know the first one was top down and all that other stuff, and mm-hmm. it didn't feel like Diablo to me. Yeah, that was their big transition. Yeah, yeah. I it, think it was requested by the players. So from what I heard, three they tried to branch out and go a little bit more family style to get more people into it, but uh, a lot of gamers hated it. And uh, four kind of fixed that. They kind of went darker and just like 
just the old ways. It's much better now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 RPG, and with very few exceptions. Well, I know technically, I think they called Borderlands an RPG. I looked yeah, at that I mean, as yeah. I thought of it more as a first person shooter with a with a storyline. Right. Yeah. I mean, so Borderlands is one of those weird ones where they consider that like a FPS RPG just because of the way the story plays out yeah. and your character progression and the weapon progression and skills and stuff. It kind of plays into both a little bit, or I, I should say it plays more into the, the play style of a, uh, like an RPG, but it just so happens to be in first person shooter. Kind of to like me, Fallout, you know. Yeah, and I liked. Well, you know, I played Fallout. I went back and replayed Fallout Four, uh-huh. just because I tend to do that. Like I'll finish the game, and I was like, you know what, I want to do that over again. So yeah. I went and played it. Borderlands Two is on my top ten, I think, as far yeah, as favorite games. So good. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And we were Bioshock One and Two. Oh, yeah, so mm-hmm. good. I didn't like Three. That no. the the that flying up in the air crap i just it just and it didn't have that same same mood and emotion yes that darkness yes it wasn't i miss big daddy Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff and yeah it's such it didn't have that same visceral feel to me which is the bioshock 3 was just like oh shit yes they they could make a version of that and i couldn't i've heard i read something on zergnet not too long ago about you know, they're working on a four, but I couldn't find anything else about it. That's probably somebody wishing they would make a four. There yeah. was, there's, they're making a game. They're making a show on Bioshock, if I'm not mistaken. I think really? on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Hopefully, hopefully they don't screw it up. Could, <laughs> yeah, I should say. Yeah. yeah, I forgot what yeah, else. Netflix. They're going to do a couple of things. They're doing, they're doing um, Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands. Yeah. They're doing Borderlands. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, um, the heart heart's going to play. What's the, what's the, Roland. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. A five foot four guys going to play uh, Roland. That's interesting. Claptrap. Yeah. Clap, yes. Be Jack Bison Claptrap. Yeah. Yep. That'll be good. You know, there's so much you could do with that. I mean, they were, they can, it could be good, but if you, you got to have video game people there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, with The Last of Us, I think they did a fantastic job I like that with that show. show. That, that was, was so good. good. And what yep. what I think that's done, what, that I think is really cool, is it's, one, shown people that aren't into games the kind of stories that come from video games. So it kind of brings a bigger audience to it. It makes it a little bit more acceptable for those people that think video games are bad for you and you know all these negative things that people say about video games. But it, it, it opens up such a larger pool for great content for movies and TV shows, given that they don't screw up the story. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for all of these video game adaptation shows. And well, movies example, and The Witcher, that's what they were dealing with. And uh, yeah, they didn't really have many people in the writing that knew much about the game. And yeah. that's why there were some people leaving. Well, yeah. Henry, Henry's leaving. Henry Cavill. Yeah. And yeah. He, 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 nailed that yeah oh yeah but he's a big fan of it he loves it he loves the witcher he's a gamer himself yeah that's why he's leaving because they they're going away from you know from what and and you can't obviously 
do everything in a video game in a show. However, no. you can have that, you can have that feeling or, or the mood or, uh, you know, you can make a person, an actor act the way the guy acts in a, yeah. in a game or yeah, at least I think, adjacent to it. Yeah. The last of us, they did flawless with that one. I mean, the director, I'm pretty sure was the guy who made, made the game, Neil, Neil Druckmann, mm-hmm. um, or at least a producer or something, but, um, he, I, I remember watching the first episode and I, I love the last of us, one of my favorite games of all time. And so many lines in the first episode were literally copy and paste from the game. I was like, Oh my God, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing this. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's what, you know, there was so many over the years, there has been rumors about, you know, Oh, they're going to do this game or they're going to that game or. And well, you know, well, the the I, I don't even know if they started filming on any of those, but you know what? I'm gonna I'll give it a shot. They if they can do as good with Witcher and The Last of Us, or even remotely close, I'm I'll watch it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You just, mm-hmm. you just give me something that that I want to see again. Don't insult my intelligence. One and two. Don't go so far off the reservation. I think that's what happened with the Lord of the Rings TV uh-huh. series. Yeah, and I watched all of it. I've read the books long before. I've read the books a number of times before I saw all the movies, and I have seen all the movies and I own all the movies. And I get it. You're kind of taking what was written and filling in the blanks because mm-hmm. you know there's some of that stuff he never got or J.R.R. Tolkien never really wrote or he alluded to some of this stuff and I get it I get it but anyway mm-hmm. you if any of you TV people want to if you want some information just give us a call we'll we'll, we'll sit down with you tell us what we know what we expect <laughs> on a TV right, show exactly. I'm yeah I'm I'll be, you know I, I'll make I'll make time I'll, I'll yeah. make time. They seem to do what The Last of Us did. Just follow that platform. You know, actually yeah. have the writers of the game involved in the show and make sure they actually have a voice and you should be okay. I yeah. think that's kind of what's, and, and, and you know, maybe that's what's wrong with some of these DC movies. I don't feel like DC movies have comic book people there. Yeah, I don't I don't think mm-hmm. they do. I, I I haven't and been not, able to get into it. Yeah. And I haven't, you know, the first Wonder Woman was okay and Aquaman was fine. Outside of that, I couldn't, uh, you know, and not all, don't get me wrong, not all the Marvel movies were ridiculously awesome or badass or the TV shows for that matter. Uh-huh. But they're, they're the very best DC movie still doesn't even touch the worst Marvel movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. They, yeah. They they don't make them watchable. Except for I, I would say the Dark Knight. Dark Knight is probably the pinnacle of yeah, you know, DC movies. Okay. And and, and I'll, those were probably the best. Mm-hmm. The only problem I have with the Dark Knight, well, which which was one where he decided he wasn't going to fight crime anymore cuz his leg hurt. And mm-hmm. as a fan of the comic book, that one kind of threw me a little bit. And and I know the whole oh, this uh, this is the hero that you need to be and all that other mess. He would have died in the comic books fighting crime. He wouldn't yeah. have took a step back because his granted his leg it was more than just a hurt thing. That was the one thing about all three of those movies. I'm like ah, you could have figured a way around that one. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, no, again, they didn't call me. But you're right. Those, are, <laughs> yeah. those. Are, I think Christian Bale nailed that. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. God, that was so good. Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, he rest in peace as well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? You've got anything in the pipeline besides you know you, you do your videos and stuff like that? What what do you, what have you got anything else getting ready to release more videos or what you got else you got going on? Yeah, I plan on doing a, a lot more. Uh, metalhead reacts to country music videos uh i want to dive in a little bit more hardy uh one thing like i said earlier i tried you know i definitely don't listen to music that i plan on reacting to and so i haven't listened to any other hardy music you know since these reactions and so you know i i a few more of those are going to be coming down the pipeline because from what i understand and what i've noticed um at least in this this latest album of his the mockingbird and the crow is Mm -hmm. the 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 overarching theme of this album from what i understand is him you know deciding to step out of the role of just being a writer for all these other big country artists mm-hmm. and he's performing himself but he's not not even just performing but he's making music about what he wants to make music about in the style that he wants to and so the first half of the album if you're looking at the track list is all first off the, the titles of all the songs are all in lowercase and that's supposed to uh, represent, you know, the more country style songs. Mm-hmm. And then the title track, The Mockingbird and the Crow, in the middle of the album, the first half of that title track, The Mockingbird, is lowercase. And then, and The Crow is all in uppercase. And this song literally transitions from, you know, being a typical country song. And then it, uh, there's literally like a breakdown in it and it gets into like heavy metal. There's like a little bit of screaming. I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. (laughs) And I guess the later half of the album, all the titles are uppercase letters. Apparently it's supposed to be, you know, more metal heavy or, you know, heavy rock style. So I'm really excited to dive into that. Um, So yeah, that's, that's next on the pipeline. Yeah. Sweet. And, and I have, like I said, I have that album and it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's good. It stayed on the, it stayed on my turntable. Yeah. I, 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 I probably flipped it about four or five times. It's really good. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I got some questions for you. What I always do when we know we're going to have somebody on the show and this, our turnaround time was what yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. I sent Austin an email yesterday. Hey man, you'll be on the podcast. He replied just a little while. Boom, boom, boom. You're here. And we do want to thank you f- for taking the time to do this. Yeah, of course. But, Thanks for and having I, me on. Yeah. And I did send out an email to some of our hearty hardy listeners oh, you see what i did there um <laughs> and i and i always ask three send me three questions of what you would what you would want to ask somebody and i ask them i give them i was like yep this is his youtube channel take a look tell me what you tell me what you want to think mm-hmm. eventually actually we have the capability to do this live and one of these days we might do this and and i want to invite you back any oh, in, yeah that'd be fantastic yeah, we, yeah hopefully what we'll when we get brady back and well, we might do some themed shows. I really enjoy talking to you and your in in your well-rounded musical knowledge is always helpful. And yeah, I when think, I really get into it, I really get into it. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the best way to be. But anyway, so yeah. we got three questions from folks and what they had and I'm just going to ask them to you and this is in no particular order except for the one I wrote it down. Okay. The first one is from Just Lauren. She asks, okay. all she said was famous Fame, favorite female metalist 
which I didn't know that was a word, but I'm going to steal it. Yeah. Uh, first one that comes to my head is Courtney LaPlante, uh, lead vocalist from Spirit Box. She is unbelievable. She does this. Uh, if you haven't heard Spirit Box, definitely give them a listen. Um, she uh, does uh, the clean vocals and screaming. And everything that she does is just to perfection. The The messages behind the songs, the mood of the songs are unbelievable. Her singing is fantastic. Her screaming is top notch. And they're just really fun songs to listen to. Highly recommend listening to the Spirit Box. They're unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Remember that, Ruben. Spirit Box. Spirit Box. Don't forget, Ruben, I do have some homework. I want to ask you here in just a few minutes. Um, from This is from Jacob Please. What band would you, what band you wish would go away? Now, let me preface this first Ooh. of all. Yeah, hang on to that. We here at the Lazy Train are not a big fan. We, we try to stay away from casting dispersions at, band, at bands and uh -huh. artists as a, across the board simply because we understand the hard work and all these things going into it. Now, this is just an opinion. And if he wants to answer this question, he can. But know this. Everybody's got an opinion just because you don't like somebody or you don't like a band doesn't mean shit. It yeah. just means that you don't like the band. I don't like bands. Do I say they're trash? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is my opinion doesn't mean anything. If you like the band, you like the band. I'm not a huge slipknot guy. Do I, do I respect their talent? Hell yeah. Mainly because Corey Taylor hit me twice with a water bottle in the pit a few years ago. <laughs> How does he that, hit you twice? <laughs> what are the chances of that? Well, exactly, right? <laughs> now, that you, now that you bring that up, I'll, I'll tell you the story. Yeah, I want to hear this. In <laughs> uh, his other band, was it Stone Sour? Yeah. He was, um, I was in the pit for that show. And we were pretty close to the st front stage, about 10 feet away. And, of course, you know, it's in Texas and it's hot, so he chunks the water bottle. Uh -huh. Well, apparently the people in front of me would, were one-armed or just didn't have no athletic ability whatsoever. <laughs> and it went through a sea of people hit me in the shoulder. I wasn't oh. hurt. I wasn't injured. I got a little wet, but it was okay. Yeah. Now, maybe two or three songs later, another water bottle. He throws it. The person in front of me catches it, splashes me with the water because he squeezes it. And then oh for whatever God. reason, he let go of the bottle. So then, of course, it hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast that I've talked to this, I've mentioned this about Corey Taylor. And I've had, I haven't got any kind of apology or anything <laughs> else. No, I, don't I don't think you're going to get it. I'm going to be honest. You know, I don't think you're going to get it. <laughs> you know you, you, Wayne Gretzky said you miss all the shots you never take. Yeah. Yeah. Might as so, well try. Yeah. I, I, I'm, Corey, I'm not asking for money. I don't want any kind of profits from any of your various projects and you're ridiculously talented musician. Just to, I'm sorry or even fuck you, Clyde, would be acceptable. So anyway, back to <laughs> we had to take that little commercial. Um, so Jacob, please want to know what band you wish would go away. Um, two come to mind. One for sure that I, I really don't like. And just like you said, just cause you know, I don't like it. Doesn't mean you can't like it. I'm not going to judge you for not liking them. Um, but, uh, black veil brides, I cannot stand <laughs> that band. I just cannot <laughs> stand his voice at all. Um, another band, which honestly breaks my heart to say, um, asking Alexandria, that one really upsets me. 
and only because I feel like their latest albums have not been good at all <laughs> personally and it like i'm honestly upset because they had that one album the black where um mm-hmm. danny warsnop left and dennis stoff came in and i honestly loved the album the black i thought that was so good and honestly i kind of wish dennis stoff would have stayed and i know that's a hot you know hot take you know controversial yeah. but i really think dennis should have stayed <laughs> yeah you say that and you're not the first person uh that's actually i get Emails, of course, we have a, you know, it's info at the lazy train.com uh-huh. um, that you, it, 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 most people know. We've had to change emails again, but they, the, we send out an email blast. But anyway, and, and it's people say stuff and, and because we do try to stay away from the negativity because anybody can be negative. Uh-huh. It takes nothing to be nice. Nothing. Oh, hundred percent. I, I it, love Danny Warsnap. Let me, let me make that clear. I really do. I oh, think yeah. he's unbelievably talented. I just really don't like the direction they've gone. I really don't. See, and there's nothing wrong with that. I went to a yeah. Slayer concert in Oklahoma and I sat next to a guy and this, this was in the amphitheater in Oklahoma city. And it was, um, Napalm death, uh, anthrax, lamb of God and Slayer. An amazing mm-hmm. show. The yeah. guy sitting next to me, all he did for whatever reason was decide to talk shit about Metallica. Oh, and I couldn't figure out. He goes, oh, there's a shit band. And I just didn't say anything. I don't want to kick his old ass in front of his kids or whatever. <laughs> How dare you talk to him about you know, like yeah, that. <laughs> but, but, but it's just like, literally, you know, this is the best band ever. I said, they're really good. I said, well, and I said, something along the lines of you can't go wrong with any of the big four. And yeah. that's what got started. Yeah, yeah, hmm. but, but I, anyway. I don't like it when people like I. I if you don't like a band, that's fine. But like, if you're gonna make an argument for why you don't like a man band, like actually have a good argument other than just like, all oh, this band is shit. It's like, okay, well, why? <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> you know, because of that one song. That, you hear so much about Saint Anger, and that's in, the, in not every album is going to be a winner. I mean, no. these guys have been around for what forty years. Yeah, you gotta switch it up well, every once in a while. The know? last two albums yeah. they've come out with have been badass. It yeah. reminds me of originals. Well, we I digress. Um. So anyway, yeah, that, that's uh, you know, it is what it is, folks. Mm-hmm. Quit being so down. There's enough negativity going on in the world. Let's yeah. unite. I, th- hey, this is going to be. I'm gonna make this a commercial. Ruben, remember this, Mark. Fifty-one <laughs> minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Let's unite around heavy metal become yeah. one as a family bam that's a commercial but anyway yeah, so no that's gatekeeping yeah no more gatekeeping sums of a bitches now <laughs> the last question we kind of sort of hit on is from steve td now they 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 give me their nicknames that they want to use i don't uh-huh. come up with this shit name the one band you can't live without or slash your go-to band oh man oh that's, that's a, a good one that's tough yeah, it is it is. Um, geez, cause I have like I have like four, <laughs> maybe five. <laughs> I always think okay. about this honestly, personally, and I have a reason for all of them. I'll try to make it quick. Um, Pierce Avail. Um, you know, I know a lot of people don't like them that much. They're your stereotypical emo band, but um, I think they're one of the most you know wholehearted, you know, humble bands out there. And if you really take the time to listen to their music and listen to the lyric, uh, the lyrics uh, behind it and the stories behind the songs and how 
impressive they are. I honestly think Vic Fuentes, the lead singer of Pierce the Veil, has got to be one of the best lyricists out there. It's unbelievable the the things that you can pull out of their songs. And so I just have a huge amount of respect for them. Um, Beartooth. I really like Beartooth. Um, mostly for their complete raw emotion in the songs. Unapologetic. Um, also great stories behind the songs and great meaning. Very relatable. Um, and they're unbelievable live. If you haven't seen Beartooth live and they're coming close to you, you got to see them. It is a fantastic show. Um, I Prevail. One, because they really brought me back into metal. Two, unbelievably talented. Lyrics, fantastic. They dive into a lot of different, uh, you know, styles with metal. And I think all of it is so good. I don't, there's not a single album of theirs that I don't like. About them, they do the best clean, dirty vocals. Yes. If not the best, they are one of the top two. And that's probably 1A, 1B, or 1C. But they have got that nailed, and they do such an amazing job of that. The yeah, way they I really end, think that like anybody can like them. I really do. They, they, they have music for literally everybody out there. They're unbelievable. And I don't know if you've seen, but apparently, you know, a little off topic, um, Carrie Underwood was, mm-hmm. I guess, had some interview a while ago, and they asked her what she listens to while working out. And she said that she really likes heavy metal, specifically I Prevail. And since that has happened, I Prevail has gotten backstage passes to her show and they've hung out. Carrie Underwood has gotten backstage passes to their show and they've hung out. And everyone right nice. now is just like on the edge of their seat. Like, when is the collab going to happen? When, like, please. Happen? <laughs> I will cry when that comes out. <laughs> uh, you can, a, a song stuck in your head with, with Carrie Underwood with oh. one, one of the lines in there. Yes. That'd be so good. But um, make it so. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, and then of mice and men, um, also yeah, near and dear to my heart. I actually have a of mice and men tattoo, as cheesy as that is. But <laughs> I love of mice and men. I um, the style that they perform is so good. Again, the stories behind the songs. But one reason that um, I've held on close to them is because. Um, when Austin Carlisle, their lead vocalist, decided to leave the band for health issues, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of people were expecting them to pick up another um, screamer, I guess, or uh, unclean vocalist. But instead, Aaron Polly, their clean vocalist, stepped up and um, started to perform the unclean vocals. And I don't know about anybody else, but I didn't know he could scream. I had no clue. And it was fantastic. And the very first song that they came out with, titled Unbreakable, was basically a song talking about how even though Austin had left the band, they were still going to keep going on. They're still going to kill it. Um, Their chorus, it goes, Unbreakable, can't defeat me though I'm bleeding. Unbreakable, though I'm bending, I'll never break. And that song specifically during this time that, um, so a few years ago I was going through a divorce and I was really down in the dumps. And that song was just on repeat and that chorus was on repeat and that like kept me motivated and kept me, you know, kept me, I guess, sane in a sense, Mm -hmm. you know, kept me feeling okay. And yeah, on a whim on like a Tuesday night, I was like, you know, I'm going to go get enough mice men tattoo. Screw it. As like a constant (laughs) reminder, like it doesn't matter what's being thrown at me. You know, I'm, I'm unbreakable, you know, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on. Like I look at that tattoo and it's like, everything's going to be okay. 
you know, well, but tattoos are, is, but like, it's not cheesy. Know. I mean, because we all have, <laughs> we, 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 we get, I've got tats and, you know, we, Pete, that's, that's, that's an expression of something, whether it's, uh, you know, a wife or a, a moment in your life or whether it's, or, or whether it's something like you got yours, mm-hmm. you know, it's an expression, an yeah. expression of something you've dealt with or something you believe in. And you know, I'm, I'm, you know, when they say when you get the first tattoo, then you're looking, you're looking for the the rest of your life. And oh I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, an, I'm getting ready to do another one. Don't tell my wife yet, though. Um, <laughs> Hell hey, yeah! <laughs> uh, before I forget, and and I feel bad about this, Ruben, and I apologize. I'll, I'll dock my own pay for this <laughs> oversight. No we were well. You think I'm going to do that? <laughs> um, uh, we were talking about on the preamble. Can I? Oh, is that a preamble? We did a preamble. I'm going to say we did a preamble when we were doing the preamble to the podcast. We started talking about shows, and that we were going to drop the kind of drop in there just a little bit. What's some of those? What? Give me some of the some of the give me the top five shows, top and we'll five? discuss them. Yeah, just the first five that you found that are so, that are good. That are that. <laughs> Well, uh, that's subjective. Pumpkins. That's subjective, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we have Smashing Pumpkins coming to uh, the Dos Equis Pavilion in Dallas on uh, Tuesday, August 15th. Um, I've always wanted to see those guys, Smashing Pumpkins. Who, who are they with? Uh, didn't say. Uh, it might uh, just probably well, they always have know. an opener. Yeah. <laughs> then we have okay. Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper uh, Thursday, Ooh, those August guys, 6th. Why don't they get married? Because right. I'm 100% sure that every time you see one, you see the other. Yeah. Which is not a bad, don't get me wrong. I love Rob Zombie. And and, and Alice Cooper's Alice Cooper. I'm, you know, yeah. shock rock legend that he is. Well, right. What do you got for us? What do you got for us, Rubes? Uh, we also got Ghost and Amana Marth on Tuesday, September um, 5th. Yes, please. The tickets are <laughs> all, all the only seats left are in there. We got Dosecchi's Arena, which is a part amphitheater, part outdoor arena. The only seats available for that show right now, that unless you want to pay ridiculous amounts of money for, is in the lawn. And that's, that's, I've got it. I've seen Ghosts and I've seen Amana Marth, but I will see them again. I've seen Amana Marth with Lamb of God and Slayer, actually. Mm. So that was a ridiculous show. In the yeah. same altar, that was, that was so good. So I'm going to make that sojourn to, to Irving. What else we got, brother? We got Disturbed uh, Take Back Your Life Tour on Tuesday, July 25th at uh, the Dos Equis yep. Pavilion. That's going to be Disturbed, Breaking Benjamin and Ginger. Yes, please. Nice. And then on uh, Saturday, August 12th, Mudvane's going to be in with their uh, psychotherapy session tour at the Dos Equis Pavilion in Dallas. I like oh, Mudvane. Yeah, they're, they're not fun. a Dos Equis is a is a huge arena here in the Metroplex, and it hosts a lot of shows. It's just a really kind of a pain in the ass to get in and get out. I mean, it's like mm. downtown Dallas. Yeah. It's right up from our fair park, which is where they have the state fair every year. Uh-huh. And it's kind of an older arena and they, it's, they have a lot of shows. It's just not the best place to watch a show. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've definitely been to a few of those kind of places. Yep. I get it. So one more, one more Ruben, what you got buddy? We also got the Toadies coming in on Saturday, July 29th at the Texas Trust Theater. Where's the Texas Trust Theater at? You know what? what I was actually wondering. (laughs) 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 Obviously, it's a massive arena that we all go and watch shows at because we do not know where the hell it's at. (laughs) One of the best venues used to be the Bomb Factory. 
mm-hmm. but they had to change get rid of the bomb part of it and i think they're just the factory now and i don't think no, they started no. showing that's you know I, I i saw um rob halford there and that was such uh he's still just the dude's 70 something years old and can still sing his ass off man so but anyway ruben thank you so much next time i promise we won't wait till the absolute last minute there will be a little extra something in your paycheck <laughs> Um, Austin, thank you so much, dude. This was amazing. We had, this was, this is exactly like I want it to be just some dudes talking about music, talking about games. I couldn't ask for a better interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me on. This has been awesome. The great conversation with you too, this past hour. This was awesome. Folks. Well, what we're going to do is we will have, um, I'll put some, I'll put up, uh, first of all, before we go, give us your, throw out your social media and any of your information like that to the folks. Yeah. So uh, my YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com slash Austin Collins live. Uh, you can find uh, my country music reactions there, metal reactions, metal covers, gaming videos, a whole lot of whatever the hell I feel like doing. Uh, so you can find me there. Nice. That's kind of my, my main space right now. Mm-hmm. All right. And then he's going to send me some links and I'll have them put up in our Facebook and our Twitter feed. And again, thank you so much for taking the time. People, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know this goes over our 30 minutes, but you know what? I don't care. This was fun. This was a good time. You'll enjoy it. You know what? You can take it in two parts. You can make it part one and part two. Yeah. You'll, it, it costs the exact same amount of money either way. We enjoyed it, and um, as always, never make excuses for the music you listen to or the people you love. Thanks, Mm -hmm. and goodbye.